Welcome to Coffee Time Conversations on art, faith, life, and of course, coffee. We are your hosts, Robert and Rebecca Prince. Thank you so much for joining us today as we continue our discussion in just a few moments about uh, Origin, the spiritual formation of series of Art House Dallas. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been a good series this summer. It has. It's been slow, it feels like, because it's so much different than we're used to. Yeah, it's um, kind of at our own pace, and we've uh, drug it out just a little bit. Right. <laughs> we have. We have. <laughs> but um, which I guess that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. That's, that's, it's uh, fine. We've been enjoying time, um, spending time talking to others about the series. That's true. Yeah, that is um, true. And having our coffee. and. I feel like it's it's been more of um, a lingering thought and, and thinking through what we're learning and what I'm reading more so than it has been in the past. Well, it definitely has because we have our origin group on Wednesday mornings and we also talk about it again on this podcast. Well, true, <laughs> so we've true. definitely been spending more time in the material. Yeah. And many times in between uh, yeah. as well. So yeah, that's true. Well, before we get into our discussion on that though, we have tried a new coffee we want to tell people about. We have. It wasn't, planned that we were going to try a new <laughs> coffee necessarily, but no. um, you've been, so we serve coffee at church and right. you're the guy in charge of buying the coffee. I am. And, um, I'm also in the, the guy in charge of the money. Right. <laughs> and and so, so you were trying to find a more economical solution, I think. Right. But uh, still good ha- coffee. But yeah, but really good coffee. And so you, you got a couple um, to try one of which is called Chock Full of Nuts. Right. Which to me is a really strange name for a coffee. And I was, <laughs> yeah. I asked you, I was like, does it have nuts in it? Like, why right, is it called right. Chock Full of Nuts? Yeah. And yeah. so we looked it up on the internet and there's a whole story that's kind of interesting. There really is. Well, and we should say too, because, you know, like we have Texas Pecan Coffee or we've had, we've talked a lot about Honey Macadamia Nut Coffee from PJ's. So we drink coffee that, you know, is nutty flavored. Is nutty flavored, or like Texas pecan, it has pecans mixed in with it. I think, or pecan wood. No, no. that's um, pinion. Oh, that's pinion. Yeah, you're right. Man, so many coffees for us to keep track of. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we looked up the story, and this company really has been around for over a hundred years, I think. Yes. Um, and they started out as a nut company. Yeah, they roasted nuts, gourmet nuts. Yeah, to and this sell. in New York. Um, and, and during the Depression, right? People couldn't afford to buy. Gourmet nuts. Right. Um, yeah. And so... Even in New York. Right. So they, they were like, well, what can we do? We don't... We, we have to make a living. Yeah. And so people were still buying coffee. So they started roasting coffee yeah. um, and selling coffee instead. And... But they kept the name, Chock Full of Nuts. Right. Yeah. And so it the coffee has no nuts in it. It's right. not nutty flavored or anything. No. Um, it's just a... Like a commercial coffee i mean well i mean it is they they have coffee shops that you can visit retail coffee shops in new york and i think one or two other states uh if i remember correctly but um most of their business is wholesale coffee so they started roasting and producing it on a large scale like say folgers or maxwell house or something like that right. um the fact that we've never heard about it other than just until recently when, when i ordered it well and it just um, be we're in texas right right it, it just may not be as the Big funny thing down is, here. it is, so it's the most economical coffee I've found as yeah. far as serving large scale. 
um, like at a church on Sunday morning and things like that. But it's also um, served in aluminum cans, which is steel. Oh, oh yeah, steel, steel cans, cans, which is very recyclable material. One of the most recyclable material, right? Um, yeah, I think because it's and pure it's steel. Um, it's part of their story. That's one of the values that they have is yeah. sustainability. Right. Which was really cool because it, we identified with that sustainability um, right. story. And as especially as we're thinking through our own sustainability options and how we're um, producing uh, right. your art, my art, clay, uh, all, of, all of those things. Um, it's, a, it's an ongoing discussion and ongoing process for us to try to become more sustainable. Yes. And we want to make intentional decisions to not impact the environment more than we have to. Yeah. Like, so they seem to be a really cool company. Yeah. Um, they have a little bit of humor in their <laughs> marketing and stuff. So yeah. um, if if you're intrigued at all, you should look up uh, Chock Full of Nuts Coffee. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we recommend, we enjoyed the coffee. It was really good. Right. Out of the two that you tried for the church, um, it was definitely our favorite. Yeah. Well, and it's definitely, you know, we've used Folgers, Folgers Black Silk in the past, Maxwell House, which is a good medium roast coffee for commercial coffee. Yeah. You know, one of the, the cool things about Chock Full of Nuts, too, just a little side story. Um, and I'll tie this in with something you don't know yet, um, is that Jackie Robinson, uh, the baseball player uh, from the 40s, 30s, 40s, I think, um, he actually became their vice president for uh, quite a few years. And um, so that was, I think, from 40s to the 60s, somewhere around there, if I remember correctly. But yesterday, um, somebody was working the coffee bar at church, and her husband came up to me and said, hey, can can I have that can when it's empty? Uh, because it's a collector's can. It has it a picture is. of Jackie Robinson and some other stuff. And he corrects. Uh, con- collects. Collects, yes. Jackie. Collects memorabilia from yeah. that era. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, anyway, so that's that's kind of cool. But it is a good good coffee. Yes, we yeah. recommend it. Well, I guess let's get on to our discussion. Yes. Of session four of Origin, uh, this On Patient series, is called Very Good Growth. And today's... Um, excerpt uh, that we're going to be talking about a little bit is from Kelly Capick's new book, You're Only Human, which is out this year. Um, actually, it either just came out or it's coming out in just a little while, um, maybe in pre-order status. I don't remember for sure, but uh, you can look that up. It's called You're Only Human by Kelly Capick, and we're going to be, um, we'll link to that in the show notes too, if you want an easy link. So, yeah. Um, but this uh Part of this excerpt is called, Why Doesn't God Just Instantly Change Me? And so we're just going to be talking through several several sections in this, but I really really liked it. There's a lot of stuff I've highlighted in this, and we're not going to talk about all of it. Yeah. Well, and also, um, a lot of the material was covered in his talk um, to kick off the origin series. So if you're... If you'd like to listen to it, I mean, it's not all yeah. exactly the same, but it, you can find the talk on the Art House Dallas website. Yeah. And we'll link directly to that in our we show notes. We will. Yeah. Because it's posted there for you to listen to in the in the full format. Yeah. So. And it's really good, too. Cool. Well, yeah. So, I, I know, Rebecca, you talked uh, just a few moments ago, uh, as we were preparing, you talked about process matters is one of the sections that Kelly Kevick talks about. But before we get to that... There's uh, a paragraph. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to read that first paragraph there. Um, It says, "Time and process are aspects of the creation that God made and called very good. When we are frustrated by the process that we call growth, we can learn about our relationship with God by examining the frustration. 
the nature of the process as good, and the goal toward which we are working, namely deeper communion with God. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as we think through time and, and process, um, I mean, that is really applicable to me as a ceramic artist, right? As a potter. Right. Uh, I mean, it takes a lot of time. There's, it's, it's a long process from the start of a piece to the finish of a piece, fully finished. Right. Um, Multiple steps. and Yeah. And so it's easy for me to remember, um, I'm sorry, forget, easy for me to forget that there's a process and I need to enjoy that process. That whole process is part of my creating, part of my creation. Right. And if I'm trying to skip those or rush those, there's going to be issues with the final product. Right. Well, I had some uh, some pieces in here that really stood out. And uh, one of these is he's telling us a story about a friend of his that's a, that's a professor, um, an art professor. And it says, as a professor, he wants his students to learn that the process is at least as important as the finished product and that wonder and joy are to be discovered in the slow craft of producing a work of art. And sometimes it's hard for me to remember or even classify my work as a work of art, yeah. like a mug that somebody's going to use on an everyday basis. Right. But at the same point, that's why I want to make that. So somebody can enjoy a handmade piece of work, piece of art that um, they can set with, be comfortable with every morning. Hopefully it's their favorite cup or their right. favorite handle to have one of their favorite beverages in, whether it be tea, coffee, whatever it may be. And so remembering that process is as important as the finished product because there's so much that goes into that that makes it strong, right? Um, that uh, makes it usable, that makes it smooth, um, feels nice in the hands and on the fingers. That just really speaks to me. And I'm hoping as I get back on the wheel and get back in the studio, starting to produce more stuff, especially over the next few months, right? Um, pretty pretty rapidly on a, on a deadline. Um, that I remember that process is as important as the finished product uh, yeah. lots of times to make that finished product the quality that I want it to be. Yeah. In my artwork, the process is very important also. Yeah. A, a lot of the stages, because I work in oil paint and I do thin layers of oil paint and glazing and build it, build up the colors and stuff. Right. It's a lot of layers. It It's not pretty the whole way through like <laughs> there are there are certain days i go in there and i'm like that is so ugly like <laughs> yeah. um and i just want to i want to skip those ugly stages and the ugly part and just get to the pretty stuff right. but um without the ugly parts without those layers it doesn't have the same quality at the end right. it doesn't it doesn't have the depth and dimension and it doesn't look as pretty like it lacks something um if you don't go through all those ugly stages and and the full process if you try to skip something and right and go to the the final finished piece um it just it doesn't have the same quality so the process is really important um and and sometimes it is hard to enjoy that process um but 
even if you don't enjoy it, I feel like it's so valuable. Yeah. And I, I think you have to learn to value and appreciate it, even if you don't necessarily enjoy certain aspects of that process. Right. You know, one of the things that we've talked about several times over the last few weeks is that um, I'm going to go back to trimming feet on my mugs. Yes. And that's something I, I did almost entirely up until about a year and a half ago when I started producing mugs at home. And we started buying mugs that didn't have finished feet. I mean, they had finished bottoms like on the side, but they were pretty flat on the bottom um, other than a signature. And up until that point, um, I would trim foot rings Mm -hmm. um, and make the bottom. So if you turn a mug upside down and just look at it at the bottom, it would have this nice ring or some type of designer feet on Mm -hmm. it um, that really helps inform the aesthetic of the cup. But also makes it a little more functional because sometimes with flat bottom cups, they're a little wobbly if you don't sand them. Right. (laughs) um, And things. So when I moved home, I'm like, well, that's a step in the process that I can take out because I don't necessarily enjoy it. But I've I've come to realize after using because we have a lot of handmade cups, of course, uh, from other artists. And after using cups that have foot rings on them versus cups that don't. Um, I enjoy the ones with foot rings more, but being able to fill that foot ring with like my pinky or something like that, rather than just a flat bottom that you can fill a signature in, um, there's just something to that aesthetic that makes me feel better in the mornings. It gives me a little different experience. Yeah. And so I've decided that I'm going back to trimming foot rings. It's a little more work. That'll be reflected in the price a little bit, but I also feel it makes a better quality prod- product. Yeah. As far as strength, there's definitely no wobbliness. Is that even a word? <laughs> it does not wobble. Um, not unbalanced. But it also, um, I, I think it just looks like a more finished piece. Yeah. And like you didn't rush it. Right. So anyway, so that's part of the process that I don't necessarily enjoy, but that I'm going back to, to doing because it makes for a better quality product. Right. Um, even though it extends the, the time that it takes. Yeah. And we'll up the price a little bit. Yeah. So I think that ties in with the the next thing that I wanted to to read. Uh, He goes on to say, after telling that story, uh, it says, many of us have difficulty valuing process, tedious practices, the significance of slow growth and the beauty of development are easily rejected in our culture of rapid download speeds and instant gratification. And I think that speaks to exactly kind of why I stopped trimming f- feet. I wanted to be a little more efficient with my time. Right. Keep the cost down a little bit more. And honestly, when I trim feet, sometimes I destroy mugs. Right. <laughs> You're trimming a little too too much. And so you go through the bottom and you've got to start over. Yeah. Uh, because if you, ha- if you cut through the bottom of a mug, it does you no good. Right. It doesn't work. <laughs> As a mug. Um, but I think, you know... He goes on to say, with similar impatience, we often wonder why God doesn't just instantly change us. And that's how it ties in with the, with the title. He's talking right. about the process of God changing us ultimately. Well, and it also talks about um, how God takes his time. Yes. So um, it says, God isn't in a rush. He doesn't need to be. He is God. Um, after all, for some reason, we tend to associate God's good work with finished products. But that is not what we actually find in scripture. It talks about how um, God could have created the world instantly, like just saying, hey, here's the world and it's created, but it actually took him 
days to do it. Right. Um, he took his time and he created one thing at a time instead of saying, "Okay, this is um, my final creation," and just and just making it done. So right. um, he takes his time. It's it's important to have the process and to to value it. You know, my personality is one that I am constantly thinking about efficiency. I mean, it's just it's just it's part of my planning. And as I'm doing something, I'm my mind automatically thinks about efficiency. Like I'm trying to get it done now. I'm also somebody who values um, values quality, right? Values excellence in the finished product or or whatever I'm doing. And so there's a fine line, right? Right. You have to say, okay, well, this is eighty five percent good and eighty five percent in this instance. Now you don't want a mug that's eighty five percent good, right? <laughs> right. But uh, but in certain instances, when you're making a decision, um, efficiency outweighs um well sometimes being done is what is needed more so than being perfect yeah exactly that's a great way to say that (laughs) yeah because what i was trying to say did not sound right um and and you still want to do the best you can do but sometimes your best isn't perfect right because you're still learning or you're still growing in that area or whatever like yeah so and and even sometimes it is perfect for where you're at in life, but that doesn't mean you can't continue to get better. Right. Um, ideally, we're going to change and grow and get better at things throughout our lives. Yeah. Um, and you can you can tell the difference from the first thing you threw on the wheel to where oh, you are now. Yeah. And and with my paintings also, my very first painting looks completely different than right. the paintings I make yeah. today. Well, and I even think. Like when I take a several month break from the studio and I get back out there, the first five mugs I make when I'm back in the studio is totally different than the 20th and the 30th mug I make. Right. You know, or whatever uh, vessel I'm making. Right. You know. Yeah. It, it makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah, it sure does. In, in one of the sections, uh, he talks about that God's highest value is not efficiency. And he goes on to say that he is more interested in beauty than speed of process. He is more concerned to lift our gaze, to provoke song, to stimulate our imaginations than he is to just get things done. Now, he's not wasteful or negligent, but purposeful and wise, patient and intentional as he works. To keep those things in mind as I produce my work, especially in pottery, but that's even true in writing. Right. As I'm starting to write more again, um, keeping those things in mind, even in my writing, as well as my pottery, um, and as I'm saying that, I, I'm, I'm realizing I haven't thought about it much in, in my writing. And so I need to process it a little bit differently, even in my writing, probably. Um, but I think, I mean, it starts informing your whole life, right? It so does. I have immediately applied this to ceramics and pottery a lot of the time. But even moving it to writing and then moving it to other areas of my life, um, I think is, it's all about spiritual development, right? It's all about spiritual growth. Right. Um, well, it can, it can be used in, in anything, um, in your gardening and, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and, and, and then the time I spend every day, like just how do I spend it? Am I spending it and enjoying the process yeah. of my day? Um, the yeah. things that I, I want to do and some of the things I don't want to do, yeah. like, you know, like. The, the point isn't to rush through and just get things done, but to enjoy the journey. Because we're 
I mean, we have goals out there, but it's not about the destination. Right. It's not about the final end thing. Yeah. Um, it's about the whole process, the whole journey and learning and growing and um, helping others along the way. And yeah, uh, it's the, it's the whole package. It, it is. <laughs> well, and you and I have been talking about, especially the last few days about community, right. And what that means to us, artistic community specifically. Um, and we're going to be writing some, some blog posts about that coming yeah. up, but um, I love the story. He told this um, both in his speech. So if you go back and listen to his speech uh, that we're going to link to, you'll hear it. But he also uh, talked about it in this article. Ultimately, I think it was a friend of his or a colleague of some sort went to West Africa and he uh, maybe East Africa. But anyway, talks about taking a, a group of students over there and they were helping some people produce a job, right? To do something. Yeah. And he talks about those students seeing ways that they could immediately make it more efficient and get it done a lot quicker. But he talked about for, uh, I, I believe it's East Africa actually talked about those people doing it in community. And it took a lot longer because not all of them could be doing what needed to be done, but it was more about the community than it was about efficiency. Right. And doing it in community. And that's part of their culture and part of their process. Right. And so as we've thought through community and, and me specifically, as we think through community, what does that look like in our, um, in our lives? Of course, we have community, just you and I. Right. But it also, I don't know that I would call it community. I mean, we're married. We're a couple, right? We spend a lot of time together. We are one. <laughs> we are one. <laughs> um, so thinking about it in the sense of community, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I just really, it just really impacted me thinking about it in the sense of community over uh, efficiency right. and relationships really is what that is. Relationships right. over efficiency because relationships are not efficient. They oh, aren't. Man, it really it really gets to me sometimes. And I have to make very intentional choices. I love relationships. Relationships recharge me. Yes. Um, being around people recharges me lots of times. Sometimes it's draining. But a lot of times I I, I come out of those times recharged, rejuvenated, right. um, full of energy. Um, I know that's a little different for you uh, because you're more of an introvert than I am. But um, community is such a big part of that. And yet at the same time, because of my focus on efficiency, a lot of times I'll let... Uh, efficiency take the priority over relationship. Right. And, and, and I think as I continue to grow, um, because that's not, that's not what Christ does. That's not what God does. Right. Right. He prioritizes people over things and over tasks. And um, of course there's a balance when you're working and producing art, there is a balance of things that you have to do and trying to create a company. Um, and so it just boils down to life is hard. <laughs> All the decisions are too. <laughs> right. Right. Um, it's not meant to be easy. Uh, and, and learning these things and trying to put them into practice is how we grow into the people God's created us to be. Yeah. yeah. Just one step at a time. God's good growth, right? Right. And slow growth, <laughs> um, which is kind of our focus with our company, you know, is growing slowly, growing intentionally. And right. Um, that has to be true not only for our company, but in life, um, spiritually, with relationship with others, everything. Yes. Well, I think that's going to do it for today's episode then. Yep. No final words of wisdom for our listeners? Enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. Oh my gosh, that's so hard. <laughs> but I guess we'll leave you with that. Until next time. 
Bye.